Billy Shakespeare running up on that Romeo. <laughs> that, uh, I, yeah, I think it's me. da 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 or Malvolio. <laughs> oh my god, shut the fuck up. It's saying Malvolio. <laughs> I don't need to read Billy Shakespeare, Juliet, Ju- or <laughs> Malvolio. That is that's a hard fucking um, name sickening. to sing. Malvolio. <laughs> Pushing the O at the end. <laughs> Holy that, I, that I pisses me off. I can't to hear the audio of me singing that. that or Malvolio. Wow. What a bad song. Sky Sweet and I'm Canadian Sweetheart for 2002 to 2003. And one way to start a podcast is actually um, saying hello and welcome to this week, Romeo Malvolio episode of 30 going on 13, where me, one of the co-hosts, Maddie Foley, and my other and the other co-host of this show, the beautiful dressed makeup on, uh, wearing dressed, outfit, dressed in clothing, yeah, in a, a sweat sweatsuit, Liv Collect. Maddie and Liv, we're here. We are, you know, ready to talk about a little a little flick this week. Uh, what we do every week is we talk about a movie from our childhood, our teenhood, and we talk about what it was like watching it then. We talk about what it's like watching it now. This is 30 going 13 because we're going backwards in life. And honey, <laughs> it's sad. This, this week we are going to be talking about a Mandy Moore flick from 2003 called... How to deal. I know what you're thinking. How to deal. Uh, that's kind of vague. Well, what I say that is so is the dang movie. Uh, I have no. I just finished watching this. I have no idea what this movie's about. Um, this is a first watch for me and I'm feeling discombobulated. I'm feeling confused. It's a, it's a roller coaster. But before we dive into the movie, we've got some announcements to make. Housekeeping announcements. Okay, the first one. This is going to blow your dang socks off. So if you're wearing socks, I hope you're wearing two pairs of socks so that the under one just stays on and it only blows the top layer of sock off. Cruel Intentions, an episode we released last week, has the highest download rate of any of our 89, 88 episodes in the history of this podcast. You little sick, you little sicko, sick, sick puppies. We sit here. We discuss one of the grossest movies known to mankind, the the Lord's most scariest film, and you guys love it so much. You downloaded nine million times. <laughs> what the hell, you freaks? Are you doing incest? I guess, I guess people love brotherly sisterly love month a little more than we bargained uh, for. I guess, I guess for some people. Uh, brotherly sisterly love month uh more like uh, brotherly sisterly sister. year more like uh, more, more like more like every day more like <laughs> more like you know when they say more, christmas more like, lives in your heart brotherly sisterly love month is isn't just once a year it doesn't come just once a year but comes for years and years to stay my dear that you know what i mean talking about like in christmas times or whatever so i guess you guys are freaks you love incest i don't know maybe we should pivot and do an incest podcast because that's in the the amount of downloads was 
shocking thank you so much for love in the episode for messaging us anyone who hadn't seen it that messaged us being like this i'm shocked i can't believe this was um uh kept from me thank god it was but i can't believe that i missed it um you're welcome you're welcome that we sort of brought you on board with that um we are oh in case you're wondering why the hell is maddie talking so much Uh, mom (laughs) something my mom likes to say to me Uh, it is because the dogs are going nutso over there um Liv can we get a can we get a little sound check of the puppies what are they doing right now it's kind of like a, a silent sparring no, they're up on their hind legs like the oh, way gladiators. like two reindeers or something okay. would be like fighting like up on their hind legs like like their horns. Yeah, their horns are like their oh. reindeer horns okay. are like getting tangled up. Yeah. The antlers. Yeah, I get that. They've Oh, I I am hearing the tip the, the tiptoe of little, <laughs> little chihuahua feet. <laughs> oh, there we go. Then it gets aggressive. But you know what? That's how brothers and that's how brothers play. Um, so if you are wondering why is she talking so much? Well, that's because I'm doing the dang introductions today. OK, we also have a new little segment that's called Corrections by Kate. Uh, my dear friend Kate, she listens to podcasts every week and she always texts me corrections from when Livia and I have retirement corner and can't remember things. Last week was I said Kyle McLaughlin was in the bomb episode of Grey's Anatomy. What I meant to say was Kyle Chandler from Bloodline. Kyle Chandler from Bloodline. The one who looks like Seth MacFarlane, not Danny. I, that was like one of those shows that really surprised me. It yeah. was a desperation watch because I had watched everything else. Same here. So I watched it begrudgingly. I'm like, yeah. oh God, you're always on the front page of the fucking netflix you're always on the front page of the netflix i, I guess i might <laughs> oh, yeah we were all we were show. all in it apologies corrections by kate uh it, that sounds like a cupcake store cupcakes by corrections by kate <sighs> another update uh this one's a little sad um brace yourself for it um it's about dream corner uh dream corner is dead Dream Corner was killed. It had a two-week run, and yeah, it's dead. I didn't get a single message about my dream. <laughs> Still, uh, Google has Google shut down when I tried to look up red diamond rash on body um, that need to be removed, like skin tags in Dream. Uh, Google said, "Get out of Google." I I typed enter, and then it was just a picture of someone shaking their head and going, "Get out of here." And even actually the chewing gum dreams uh, slowed down as well. So it's a sad day. We mourn, but we do move on and we do hope to find another sort of corner. Another update, we are still waiting on Coca-Cola Starlight to get that official, the green light from the Coca-Cola team uh, before Liv and I do take a sip. Um, We want to make sure we're getting that bag. We're we're getting paid to, uh, (laughs) to promote space, something we both hate. But once we do try the space Coke, the new alien space Coke, we will let you know. Um, Okay, so those are all of the updates. That's all the housekeeping, as 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 the teacher would say. Let's go. Let's let's go to how to deal. Let's learn how to deal. I need. You know what? So that is something actually I do need to learn with is how to deal because I hate change. How to deal is a 2003 Mandy Moore vehicle. We do have some notes from Emily this week, which is amazing. Did you you said you saw this one in theaters, Alev? Eh, I definitely would have seen this in theaters. I don't have any specific or vivid memories of going, 
but this type of movie would have been catnip for me were were you i forget now because we haven't done a walk to remember in a while were you a mandy or you a fandy of mandy <laughs> uh yeah i had man <laughs> oh my god let's hear what let's hear let's hear come on now don't be shy i had man man mandy on the brain no were you gonna say a disease were you gonna say a disease no it's <laughs> meningitis mandingitis i had mandingitis <laughs> okay i did just have a weed drink and i do think there's a correlation between what's happening um no i did have mandemonium (laughs) it's absolute mandemonium in here Um, yeah, yeah, so I fucking loved, loved, uh, you loved short brown hair cut Mandy Moore? Definitely did not. Um, no, but I loved to walk to remember. Yes. Um, I would have, I'm, I would have been down for like anything, all things Mandy. Yes. Um, I did not like Mandy Moore as a kid. Like she, I was so indifferent to her. I never like stand her. I never like had a couple weeks where I was obsessed with her and wanted to be her. I okay. don't know why. You know, because I had that what's with everyone really else. Striking me right now is, I kind of get what you're saying in that indisputably has an amazing voice. We've said this, voice of an angel. She's beautiful, incredibly talented. Yeah. And yet, uh, none of her music was distinct at all. I I don't know. Um, there's just even even in films, like I was always like, oh, take it or leave it. Like I was always like, oh, Mandy's here. I was never like, I need to see this Mandy Moore vehicle. She's my everything. I have her on my wall. I don't know why. Okay. Well, neither was I. I'm saying I this would have been catnip for me, not because Mandy Moore's in it, but because it's a teen totally movie about falling in love with a freak. If Lindsay Lohan was in this movie, you would have been like, okay, I'm changing my personality for six months based <laughs> on this movie. But like with Mandy Moore, it was like, oh, she's in it. That's okay. I, she just was never well thank god lilo never cut her hair short uh i saw a lilo video on tiktok and apparently we've been pronouncing her last name wrong it's not lohan it's lowen i think yeah oh well i swear she's been saying it lohan i think uh, it's been said every which way by her own self so i don't know all i'm saying there's something about mandy there's something about mandy all the boys love mandy lane is that a horror movie with amber heard am i making that up i've never heard of that movie let me let us know what you thought of mandy Moore because i know my next door neighbor was a huge mandemonium head loved it went to mandemonia (laughs) every year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this movie was filmed in Canada. It's so Canadian. All, almost all the actors. Once you see a Jane Eastwood, you know we're in CA. Oh, right. Okay, see, and it wasn't till almost the very end where I saw a very I know Canadiana exactly street. of the street where they're getting in the car with yes, the baby. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. And I said that is canadian i smell maple syrup i said that is my home and native land you know what but (laughs) i i actually really early on spotted spotted canada sherwood 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 the early boyfriend who 
meets meets pass. who passes. <laughs> he's pass. <laughs> he, he he's Canadian. Oh yeah, he he's one of my peers. How do you know that we're friends. Do you actually know him? I know that he is a Canadian actor. Have I met him? No. Have I seen him? No. Do I know anyone who knows him personally? No. Are we peers? I've never even seen him in anything else. I don't know what I'm remembering him from. Maybe like a Radio Free Roscoe. Maybe like something deep cut like that. But he is Canadian and I sniffed that out pretty quickly. Sweet, sweet friend, friend, dear friend, Brett. Okay, love Brett. Love Brett. Reminded me of something that I had fully forgotten about when we we were discussing Radio Free Roscoe for a moment. RFR. And he reminded me that one of his coworkers was on it. Was a character on the show. Ugh. And they worked at this bar I used to go to all the time. So I actually knew okay. this guy. You're famous. Had fully forgotten. Yes, I was frequently in contact with uh one of the characters on that show, don't know which one. Well, that's honestly, that's good enough for me. That means you're famous and that means I'm going to start being way nicer to you. Um, Okay. Huge shout out to Stephanie um, on this one because she was the one who recommended How to Deal and said you guys should definitely think about doing an episode on this one and she couldn't be more right. I had never, I I had seen this movie in bits and pieces at a sleepover, but I never sat and, and that was the one time I so I, I do count this like my first like real watch. This couldn't be more on brand, uh, perfect for us in every single way. Uh, one of the dumbest, craziest, like insane plots that I've ever witnessed. Um, just all absolutely all over the place. Hot mess of a 2000s movie. So Stephanie, you knocked it out of the dang park. Thank you so much. Um, also, the poster for this movie is the most fucking iconic. Burned, 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 seared into like the gray matter of my brain. Is it? Is it a Mandy Moore leaning yes. back, leaning yes. up against? Yes. and With like maybe a knee, a leg up? The one is her cross-armed on a blue background. The boy is standing there going, are you serious? He's giving one of those, are you serious? Come on. Get over, get over yourself. Give me one of those faces. And then the other one is her in a like Lacoste fucking like peppy, pre- peppy, peppy Le Pew, preppy <laughs> collar pop shirt. And, and she's standing there just going hands on her hips like this. It's the fugliest shirt ever. And I remember when Lacoste oh, was. Oh, I can massive. picture it. I can picture it. The spiky hair, Lacoste yes. shirt, <laughs> spiky po- collar pop. It's like a white or a light. Yes, it's a white shirt. and like a black. Okay. And almost. she's kind of like. Like yeah. hands on her hips or something yes. or like kind of like I'm awkward and I can't stand properly. Hands on her hips and it's like are you ki-? and then also she's now in this one giving a are you kidding me? Get over it. Look. Um so these are super iconic. I always saw this at the movie store. Okay, so let's talk about how to deal. So Emily actually gave us some fun facts for this one I'm going to talk about. Thank you Emily. Emily's hilarious. She also Uh, does say sorry for the ramble I am a bit tipsy and I can't promise any of this is worth your time that is the preface okay so some fun facts the guy Trent Ford who plays Macon 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 bits and it is spelled bacon but just with an m um wait sorry it's m-a-c-o-n it's m-a-c-o-n are you fucking kidding me there's not a bone in my body that would ever 
pronounce if i saw m-a-c-o-n i would pronounce it mason i would pronounce it macon i would pronounce it um so many other things i would definitely go macon i would go straight to macon before i would ever call him macon I wrote it two different ways in my notes, neither of which were Did that. Did you write M-A-K-I-N? I wrote M-A-K-I-N. Apostrophe. M-A-K-E-N. Yeah, no, it's M-A-C-O-N. And Wow, I hate that even infinitely more. Yeah, I hated it. I didn't know his name for a while because I obviously haven't seen it. So I had to go on IMDb and when I saw it, my panties dropped. Yeah. What? My stomach to say my stomach dropped. <laughs> um listen folks i'm on 2.5 hours of sleep olivia's high on purpose this time though thank god and two out of three ain't bad i'm so glad she she said she wrote this in here because so this movie while i'm watching it i'm going this movie feels familiar but it also feels like such a perverted hot mess couldn't have explained it better this plot is a combination of two Sarah Dessen novels. Did you ever read Sarah Dessen novels? No. Oh, God. I was freaking obsessed with them. They're like young adult. Someone goes away for the summer and then a new boy comes and a young romance and then whatever. Right. Oh, but also there's a divorce happening. But also there, you know, there's a hardship in the family. That's literally the for- they're so formulaic. But I was obsessed with them. This is a combo of two of them. They legitimately Smashed smushed together. together two Sarah Dessen novels. That actually explains so much. Why we need pregnant girl and DJ dad and Mom sister issue, getting married. And sister get married. And, and Coca-Cola and guy. And, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Don't. I, you need to stop and <laughs> shut your I'll mouth. Stop. I'll stop. But this leads into my overall note of this movie, which is... How can there be so many things going on and yet I'm bored as so fuck. bored couldn't be more bored how you know and honestly too how to deal how to deal when your mom dates a World War One reenactment soldier well you know what how about we make the manual how to deal with a basic plot and how about I put the freaking writer of this into that class how about uh, that stop throwing stop throwing me curveballs every 30 seconds we don't you just need to resolve the plot you don't need a flashy new dj dad character okay this is what we in the biz we're in the biz guys a hat on a hat on a hat on there's a hat so many hats this screenwriter went buck wild with this this screenwriter went to the hat store and said i'll take one of each because honestly somebody's saying it's like two sarah Dessen novels meshed together that would be like a funny joke do you know what i mean like that would be like oh uh-huh. haha except it literally is that <laughs> that is so i know I'm, I'm so disappointed that not only is it based on a female author's books but the screenwriter who adapted it is also a female and I, I was quite disappointed to see that at the very end. We do hate hating on women, but at the same time, I bet you there's a big wig puppeteering this whole on thing. On basically International Women's Day of all days. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> down, doggy. Down. But it's actually even more progressive for us to, to totally. look past that and say, you are a woman, but also your movie sucks. But you know what? There's for sure a big wig behind this puppeteering, puppeteering and going... 
the kids love Sarah Dessen novels. Put two of them together and sell it, and then the well, you know and then women scrambling. Behind every woman is a big wig. Behind every powerful woman is a big wig. Don't even look behind at what they're doing because it'll f- there. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay. Trent Ford, aka Macon, is a model. It born in Akron, Ohio, and moved to the UK. That checks out, actually. He's a U- he's that in UK. That explains his fucking face the entire movie i feel like he was in an american eagle campaign in like 2002 he has the exact expression for it the black and white football boys wow um trent Trent was 23 and 24 while filming and mandy was 18 while she filmed she did cut her hair for the role and dyed it because naturally she is blonde this is mandy moore in an interview on this movie Unlike my character, I have a great family life, love my parents, and have a great relationship with them. I consider myself to be romantic and am pro-love in every way. Hallie could not be more opposite to me. She has a very cynical outlook on life and love, and rightfully so, because of what's going on. I thought it would be a bit of a challenge playing her, because I couldn't find too many parallels between the two of us. I wanted to get her in her frame of mind and ask myself, why is this girl feeling this way? Here's a rundown. He seems cool as hell. He gives off like Robert Pattinson vibes, does whatever he wants, didn't give a shit about the media training. And it's super funny compared to Mandy Moore, who's like very like media trained well and like, you know, like wants to be perceived well. Uh, And then she goes, it is pretty funny to see the dichotomy between them. So that's worth a watch. But okay, he's cool. I have a crush. Apparently he's an intelligent little shit is what she says. (gasps) Okay. Oh, I love that type. Yes. You know who that is? That's like a, um, um, uh-oh, we're entering retirement corner. Uh, it's like a lip from Shameless. Yes, there you go. That's your friend. Let's dive into our chronological rundown of how to deal. The mashing together of two Sarah Dessen novels into a screenplay um, that, frankly... Uh, you actually understand less the more you watch. We start off. Mandy Moore is upside down. Her parents are getting divorced. Okay. She's upside down because her life is being turned upside down. She's in oh puberty my. and her parents are getting in Uh Even as a baby, she has a short pixie haircut. The colors of her room, the funkiness of her room. We are so in the 2000s, but it's very like try hard. Hallie, played by Mandy Moore. Allison Janney is the mom. We're kind of getting the rundown. Hallie's like blonde, perfect sister is getting married. And Hallie is like, I'm a teen. Love is bullshit. My parents are getting divorced. Fuck everything. But we got to talk Hallie's hair before she cuts it. (laughs) I don't know how to talk about it because I just wrote what the fuck is happening with her hair what was i, I don't at? even know how to explain what was i, I literally couldn't at? come up with the words to be able to i don't have a joke like i don't have anything like, funny i have nothing no smart joke. to say it's like okay I even begin to describe what you if were you if, if you took scissors if you took scissors cut at random cut at random left some pieces extremely long and some were like almost buzzed to the head um, oh, you know, like the doll in Toy Story, um, the 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 Barbie doll with like chunks of hair sticking out. Like oh yeah, one that's of funny. Sid's toys. That's what it looks like. <laughs> she initially started out saying, "Hey, I I want to see what I would look like with a bob." So she tur- she took her hair, yeah, she yeah. looped it inwards, yeah, yeah, <laughs> clipped it all around so that she gave herself a, a bob, but it was looped at the bottom. But it, yeah, but then there were like two rat tails 
at the end of just long hair. It's a conversation it's, piece. It's bloody pissing me off. <laughs> it's a piss off. Uh, Mandy Moore's pissed. She runs away crazily. She's like, how great is that to be a daughter telling your mom you're getting married the day she gets her divorce? And Hallie is a runner. Um, she runs to Scarlett's house. Scarlett is her best friend, played by the girl in f- the movie The Hot Chick. Have you seen the movie The Hot Chick? No. We got to do it. It's crass, it's crude, it's the most fucked up premise. It's so ridiculous. She is one of the friends in it. Um, Shaking my head, we gotta do it, we gotta do it. We go upstairs, Scarlett's rolling around in the sack with a boy. And honestly, it doesn't actually even really look like they were having sex. They both kind of just flop out and fall out of the bed uh they were literally just rolling it really did look like they were in a potato sack rolling around garlet's hooking up with this guy sherwood and scarlet loves love and hallie is not hooking up with anyone and she don't like love uh hallie's mom and scarlet's mom are besties mom records a dating vid and this is one of the first times in where in my watch where i'm sitting in the blazing hot sun watching this movie and i'm going oh no I'm not this one's gonna go off the rails for me we're gonna have wacky characters we're gonna have wacky scenes that don't make sense and boy was I right wacky characters tonally this thing is all over the goddamn place the mom and Scarlett's mom record a dumb dating video the joke doesn't land it's brutal and then we go over to the papa who got the big divorce (laughs) Okay. Okay. Guess who it okay. is, folks? If you could guess, knock, knock, and knock. guess who's there? It's Sandy it's Cohen. Sandy Cohen. He's here, but he. But this time, he's got to go. He's got a goatee, and that goatee has so got to go. Upset about seeing him in this. I'm upset about what they've done to him. Big year for him, though, because this is when he booked the OC. This was his last, like, schlubbing oh, it. Like. And thank God. Because, okay, he is a mashup here. Yeah. Of Billy Ray Cyrus oh. and Keith Urban. And Roz and Mocha. <laughs> <laughs> and Roz yes. minus Mocha. Keith Urban, Billy Ray Cy. Oh, hate this character he's hate everything about him yeah <laughs> he's a dj uh and he's one of those stereotypical like the hound dog woof woof grrr, oh, like oh, like no. uh this is this is hound dog in the morning with the traffic weather and all your funny blah 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 like that's the type of dj he is and honestly seeing that made me want to quit podcasting maybe never want to have a microphone in front of my face again this dumbass character okay you know what i'm immediately thinking i cannot picture janny with this fucking goof i write like janny would never be with this goof she also okay in the in the previous scene she's going i'm so sick of nice guys i'm so sick of these normal guys who have normal jobs and are really like nice and they have money blah 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 like we're thinking she's talking about her husband we go see the husband couldn't be further from a normal nice guy literally the craziest like hound dog day die <laughs> like such a wild wild animal i have no clue it's like that's to me where it's like okay two different movies like are you even feeling triggered at all by the stepmom or are you just 
even too distracted by Sandy. The girlfriend. Okay, so the so the new girlfriend walks in and the they've painted her as like a young, hot, blonde bimbo. You're thinking like I'm thinking in my mind like a 23 year old with big tits, blonde. What shows up is maybe a 1940s flapper. <laughs> <laughs> like secretary oh see i was gonna say secretary she's one of the first women the first. in the workforce <laughs> it it is not it is not the image they painted <laughs> is this a time traveler like what well isn't she wearing happening? like a friggin sunflower covered like skin tight onesie that's like from the 70s like a 1970s disco fucking onesie with like disco okay she's a time traveler we meet sherwood and (sighs) macon maison (laughs) macon we meet macon trent ford and sherwood he is scarlet's boyfriend Okay, Sherwood and Scarlett are dating. He's, he's, Sherwood's the love guy, you know? He's freaking picking out cards in the giant romance section for Scarlett. Uh, his name is John White. He is Canadian, IRL. Um, okay. Uh, I write, is this a Canadian movie? Right then and there. And that's how long it takes a trained eye to sort of <laughs> suss them out. Uh, they meet i don't really know what happens we oh we kind of get the not really a meet cute but like mandy more and make make and say hi we are seeing like high school we're seeing the town where it's like okay uh we're going to school now kids janie swids the little guidance gal and guess what she listens to mandy moore's dad on the radio what a fucking coincidence janie swids listening to the radio she hears the dad is eloping on the radio what bimbo girlfriend that's actually 1960s secretary is marrying my dad and they're eloping well i did write when we first see him i wrote whoa this freak's hot okay you're into him yeah i kind of i mean he's obviously good looking it's weird because i kind of it it decreased for me as the movie went on um but just like okay first first impression seeing him okay yes i'm liking the long hair i'm liking the like dark sullen eyes like the always like always peeking behind eyes looking up at you um expression i do hate that he calls the teacher mt mrs tuso he goes you gotta learn to talk to mt i'm going acronyms are my thing back off maybe just for a second he also said i hate love love is dumb blah 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 and then three seconds later asks her out there's a lot of things about this movie that are just like unsettling it's like you're not doing this right no none of the stereotypes are right for me to understand the story everything's wrong it's called a formula for a reason well you can't mesh two characters okay you know what happened his name's macon right they obviously meshed together two fucking names. It was probably Mason and Jake. Kevin Bacon. Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> and they came up with fucking Macon. And he's these two characters. He plays the one, like a Jekyll and Hyde mush together. On the one hand, he's like, I hate love. Weddings are lame. And on the other hand, he's like, but I will love you, Hallie. And it's like, this doesn't check out. I mean, what does it say about me that right away I'm like, ugh, 
why is he asking her out so eagerly already? Something's wrong with that guy. Same. And then I'm also not liking how we have two kind of like, they're weird people. We're supposed to have like a clashing of two different worlds. Give me a popular guy and a nerdy girl. Yeah. Give me a Hillary uh, Duff and a freaking CMM. I don't want to see. Paolo. Give me a. <laughs> no. Two of a kind, two peas in a pod, two, two birds and of a feather. And they are the same kind of like weird, you know? Uh, is, okay, so is Sherwood like a preppy jock then? Because if so, then why is Mason Macon hanging out with like sort of like stoners with ferrets? Like put he put ponytails in his hair at one point, like being crazy alt. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, their friendship, yeah, is also not... It's like, yes, I want different worlds colliding, but not in a friendship. These two boys wouldn't be friends. No, you need to explain no. why. No, but are, is one of them in college? I'm actually so confused. It seemed like they were going to someone's dorm at one point. Listen, honestly, something's wrong with this movie. This flick. Um, the sis is getting married to sort of like a simp cuck named Lewis. And but he's really rich. So actually, I do respect that. Get that bag, girl. Um, man, why are people so nuts about weddings? And Mandy Moore is so against them. So typically, my stance here would be, why do people get so nuts about weddings? It's so crazy. They're fighting over the venue. For her to have acted multiple times throughout the movie as if he's so uptight and square and she's not when she's the friggin' picture of square. This is what I'm saying, dude. They fucking meshed two two movies, two characters. Everyone is playing two characters. This sister is simultaneously playing like the fun wild sister that loosens Lewis up and like lets him like free, you know. But then she's also like the uptight like hairband like princess it doesn't make fucking sense in my brain which she plays that character a lot yeah well she's got the face for it scarlet and mandy go shopping this town is so freaking small everyone keeps running into each other like the craziest ways this is like how i think my my hometown is when i used to go back after university i'd like go to walmart i'd be like oh my god i'm gonna run into someone here Oh my god, I'm gonna run into the whole town. Literally hadn't haven't seen a soul since I left high school, unless you like actively seek it out. And I would put makeup on, damn straight, just to make sure. You don't want to be caught off guard. They spy on the sister. The so the sister and Lewis are kind of having fights in the parking lot about their wedding, I guess. And so this is sort of teeing us up for like a classic, 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 like I'm a teen and love doesn't make sense to me movie. If there is something I know about wigs, it's this. They love single dads. They love girls who work on cars. And they love girls who are like, I'm not like the other Uh. girls who are dumb and stupid and who all like this thing. I'm different than them. And I don't like all these stupid things that they like. It's such a freaking hate crime to be like, I'm not it's like a hate the crime other perpetuated girls. by wigs. Also, it's like, okay, sorry, sorry, Mandy, but were you really looking at your mom and dad's relationship and saying, 
I bet these two will be together forever. Okay, your dad is literally and hound then dog. So <laughs> and your mom is Allison Janney. And you are so, your world has been turned upside down because you can't believe that these two are, are getting a divorce. Grow up, Mandy. Also, she keeps calling her dad a fucking loser. Totally. So what? You think your dad's a fucking buffoon and yet you're saying to your mom, but I'm so sad that you guys got a divorce. Okay. Also, she literally says at one point, you know, I thought my family was the perfect family. And it's like, honey, okay. pick a well, lane. Honey, s- someone needed to friggin' snap you back to reality. Your dad, your dad is big dog. <laughs> your dad is hound dog <laughs> on the DJ radio. And and he actually howls when a when a fan comes up to okay, him. Okay, that fan though. Oh my oh, god. I gotta be honest god. though, what that fan did, that's my dream. Me sitting at a Jack Astor's, I've ordered three spinach cheese dips i have i have my diet coke and a fan comes up to me and goes maddie foley from okay the podcast i listen to and then goes i would love that (laughs) um i'm having this vivid memory of me going (laughs) going up to a radio dj who i was a huge fan of at the um that fucking place downtown it may as well be a jack astor's it's called like um 7 11 (laughs) but it's like the sports bar for the all the big you know the real sports real sports real but it's because it's beside the 11 building it's beside okay you're right that's exactly why thank you that's fucking hilarious and it was um Todd from the Dean Blundell show and oh my god I had a huge crush on Todd and I wow I was really fangirling out okay so we go to watch soccer and up until now things are groovy things are fine but you thought that this was going to be your your grandma's how to deal? Well, it's not it's your granddaughter's how to deal Gen Z baby because Sherwood he's got a heart defect and he dies right on the fucking field what do you think about that? This was so left field for me. I was like, "What did you think of that?" As someone who's never seen this movie, it felt akin to watching Sebastian get hit by a car. The pacing was so humorous. the uh, 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 The tone they set was not the direction that this went at all. It was like it truly was like the same cutscene of having Sebastian alive and then going to a portrait of his funeral. Like it had that same feeling of like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? Like. It was bizarre. And also, too, they they are just, like, standing around him. No one's going up to him. It was very, like... I know. No one's checking a pulse. No one's touching him. Um, they're just kind of yeah, going... Yeah, and then Ugh. it is so weird how, like, he doesn't fully look dead. And people are being very casual and just standing there. And then immediately cut to Mandy Moore dressed for a funeral saying and that was the day michael died from a heart defect that is the that was the funniest like you cannot set a movie up like that and then drop that so casually like it was it was just such a bizarre shift that i was cackling like a witch um as one does and then i did write no fucking way he dies i wrote oh no We've got a fedora in the house. <laughs> okay. Okay, if anything is fucking inappropriate to wear to a funeral, it's a comedic fedora. Okay. <laughs> or should I just say fedora? That's redundant. 
<laughs> we were everything's very serious everything's pretty sad we've had this weird tonal shift in the movie and all of a sudden we have a little macon come up to give a eulogy or as i called it last episode a funeral speech a, a speech about their life <laughs> and i got we got to talk we got to talk what not to wear. It's Stacy London and that dude. <laughs> Macon, Macon is wearing a black vest with a shirt that is buttoned down like the four top buttons. He is wearing four different colored and different kinds of brooches. One, I believe, is a dragon that are on the vest. <laughs> it looks very fucked. Oh, my God. I didn't see any of these brooches. He has four different fucking brooches. He is already crying when he gets up there. It and it looks deranged because he is in such a goofy outfit and he's crying it, it doesn't seem somber it seems scary it it's seems threatening wildly inappropriate it's extremely for this funeral if you look closer at his fedora he has what can only be described as barbed wire pieces a little little a nest almost sitting in one patch of the fedora <laughs> this hat is so unhinged the acting here is unhinged the faces he is making it makes sense he's a model i'm gonna tell i'm gonna say that much this man this man trying to deliver this eulogy in this freakish getup is is one of the funniest things i've ever seen and at the end of his it's already funny i'm already giggling i already have like a deep belly laugh going and then at the end of his speech he plays a song and everyone gets up and like kind of like grooves out to and they're all laughing and like it is tonally the most fucked thing i've ever seen you know what i hate too that he does that really pisses me off he does this move which is one of my least favorite moves of all time him holding cue card or holding little piece of paper with with quote-unquote speech in it and he goes he goes i I was gonna read. Oh my god. Fill in the blanks. I hate it so much. Either admit that you didn't write anything and you're about to go off the cuff, or just don't read what you wrote and not make a show out we of it. We don't need to peek behind the curtain and know what's happening I with don't... your script. Funeral, everything is in caps there. I am sort of like pissing, pissing, pissing my pants. We go to an artsy shot and it is of a bunch of people, oh, little ants running around and they've got the the brochure on their head with Michael with Sherwood's <laughs> face. That's definitely not the word. What the hell are those called? The program? The programs, the brochure. <laughs> please peruse michael's funeral see anything you like okay this shot is so artsy put it up nui blanche you know you know whoever came up with this was jizzing they're going we've got the drone today okay let's get the shot going let's get the rain cue the rain if it's any sarah destin novel of course she's gonna dance in the rain the way she dances in the rain makes me feel physically ill it's it (laughs) It is, it goes beyond me watching and going as a teen, I would have, as a teen, I, I totally was the type to be like, let's dance in the rain. It just, whatever. Let's be crazy. Oh, woof. Super woof doggy. But even this, my naive dumbass teenage self would have been like, okay, Mandy, that's, that's enough. Like, come on. Dad DJ is eloping, but actually jk they're not eloping they're just getting married on the beach and actually everyone's invited and also the sisters are there and 
that's not what eloping is. <laughs> eloping is when you like leave and get married so the dad is an effing pig because when they leave he literally hops in the helicopter he's like what we're about to go do can't be shown on the radio or whatever and it's like your daughters are here literally no one needs hound dog that's enough no one needs to know that you're going off to fuck your little wife in a plane <laughs> a plane helicopter uh-uh honestly this fucking wedding this drive-by wedding is so stupid honestly if that were me there i'm on my way okay they've just taken okay they get here they land in their dumbest fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. helicopter yeah. have the ceremony that's boring as and then hell. he goes i'm gonna fuck my bride then he jumps back on the helicopter they leave me as a guest I'm walking back to the gift table, yeah. taking my gift, <laughs> leaving. I'm I'm canceling my e-transfer for two hundred dollars for a, a, yes. a hundred dollar ahead of a plate. We're going. There was no food provided. Uh, okay, that's coming. No, right you back. fucking made me schlep all the way here. I got dressed up for this. Why did you have a stag and doe then if you were not having a ceremony at all? Where did that money go with the ring toss? Why I did I put a check mark on vegetarian <laughs> pasta option? Video killed the radio star. Uh, uh, hound doggy. Uh, have you met the radio hound doggy? Star. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hallie and mom. Hallie comes home. She like talks shit about her dad. I love that. I do love a gossip sesh with the mom. I love coming home and talking shit. And then my mom being like, you have to stop doing that. Like putting other people down only makes you judge yourself. <laughs> but then I'm going, no, no, let's keep talking. Uh, the mom is like randomly like, I want to sell the house. Never does. It literally that storyline just gets completely dropped. Um, right. They don't move. Oh, they probably forgot. I honestly that think they even yeah. had that threat. I honestly think that was like. They were so caught up with the 70 other plot. Yeah, I think you're right. That they had. Okay, and guess what? Now it's fall, and Mandy is in a freaking plaid, and that's how you know it's fall, and there's leaves on the ground. Uh, Macon is crazy and gross. He comes over, and, like, he looks like the dude from The Breakfast Club, but with two ponytails in his hair. (laughs) Is this a cool guy, or is this an alt guy? Wait, are you talking about Judd Nelson? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like Judd Nelson. Sorry, she just did uh, (laughs) the fist raised. Yeah, okay, He's hot as hell. I love Judd. I love Judd. But I'm saying stylistically, he Macon comes over dressed like Judd in that scene with the long trench coat. And he's got two weird ponytails in his fucking hair. And he brings a leaf blower over to Mandy Moore. Is he cool? I thought he was a soccer player. I thought he was a cool jock. We montage. It makes... I don't know why. It's a weird montage. I, they just needed to pass time. But the pacing's really weird of it. Because, like, she just randomly is... I don't know. It's like they barely have ke- chemistry. And then we just... Oh, they're together. Like, hanging out. And they're friends. And blah, blah. Making pebbles at her window. Pebbling. Pebbling at your window. <laughs> why can't... <laughs> I breathe whenever I think about you. It's inevitable. It's like never gonna get down to it. So don't tell me. This is also the intro of Mandy with her tiny scarves, which really continue throughout this movie. (sighs) Actually, her with a tiny scarf and like that brown jacket. I hate a skinny tiny scarf. I don't think they ever looked good. I've worn one. 
I've done it and I don't think they ever look good. Oh, you've done it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never did I actually it. got a I actually got a tiny scarf for Xmas one year with matching gloves on the and they would tie onto the end with these buttons <laughs> oh, and I took a picture with my sister and I thought I looked so fucking hot and sexy <laughs> and I we I'm a child uh, I'll see if I can fish it out because I recently saw it I never got into the long skinny scarf I did get into the pashmina did you ever go through an era where like pashminas were really a thing? That sounds that sounds okay. so elevated. <laughs> that was like really a thing at one point. I don't know if that was just for some reason specific to our school. I don't recall really seeing that around. <laughs> okay. There is something though about um like a divorcee in in my hometown of Ancaster <laughs> wearing like a shorter pashmina like tied just once through in the front okay <laughs> okay we were doing okay maybe it's around you one wow. day oh, maybe god it's like a shawl <laughs> were you going, how old yes. were you 86 Junior why the frick were you wearing pashminas like an old cold woman like a cold elderly woman that's so weird old cold woman <laughs> old cold and bold <laughs> i don't know but i remember like owning a whole bunch of them and that me and my girlfriends all wore them. my mom loves know, them. my mom used to love she, them she like i loved the feel of them but i just can't imagine as a child like thinking they were funky <laughs> oh as a teen thinking "Ooh, this is sexy this slinky pashmina mm, pashmina with tassels on the end of it let's tie it through once and stay warm yeah men famously love a pashmina that is so funny no i it is i did go through the giant in university i did go through the giant scarf phase where i was like it doubled a circle scarf no never a circle a literal blanket wrapping myself in it looking honestly like i'm carrying my life in a backpack and just covered in a blanket and i would go and and when i'd go into class i would put the i would make it a blanket on my legs oh like a little polio victim (laughs) (laughs) and i would put my laptop and i would have my snacks and it honestly the the visual of it's actually making me feel real bad for myself (laughs) You're giving me like Dr. Xavier vibes. Like an 1800s child with like rickets or something. It's very sad. Um, okay, I hate this scene. The speech he gives her, I legitimately have to close my eyes. Like him doing the quote unquote Jedi mind trick where he's like, and now you're going to kiss me. I hate that guy. It's dumb as fuck. Scarlet is pregnant. We go upstairs. She's like, they're going through this honestly i think it's supposed to be like a teen magazine but it looks like a fucking like dmv manual it's such a thick book and they're going through okay almost like selma blair in cruel intentions with a little freaking koala on her shirt we have scarlet with a tiny little ladybug on her shirt just to remind us they're young and she's pregnant go over to try dresses on for the sister's wedding the mom kind of has a little fit she goes over to a coca-cola machine and this sort of who is this actor he looks like a steve buscemi-esque 
Oh my god, they could totally be relatives. Right? He, you'll know him when you see him. It's like they don't look alike, but they have a similar fish quality li- to their faces. fish lips. Oh, fish lips. fish lips. That's what it is. The mom essentially is <laughs> fucking swept off her feet by fish lip Steve Buscemi man in a... Uh, reenactment soldier outfit that isn't this talked about scene pisses me off because okay he comes over he's a coca-cola repairman okay, that's mad he has a sword he has a weird ass hat he's, he's got, dressed in yeah. full soldier he's outfit. got weird demeanor too it's it's it's, it's threatening it is it is not acknowledged no. There we get zero explanation. He literally just comes up and goes, "You know the machine works better if you do this." Okay, but I'm about to say something that'll make you even more pissed off. I as I'm ripping my hair out, trying to understand why this detail is happening. This is what I come up with, and I dread to say it, but I do fear that this is the intention behind it. It's a metaphor. Oh my god, no, for what? Stop, it stop, stop. is a metaphor or like a dream because he is her Prince Charming. <laughs> she is envisioning him in this way <laughs> or we are meant to see as him like a, in as this a way white knight. because he is her white knight. He is her Prince Charming. It makes me sick, actually, that you just said that. Uh, I hate that so much. I'm feeling honestly itchy in my body right now um, because that's exactly... You're right. You're dead on him with... Oh, God. Oh, God. It's... You know what it is, too? It's dastardly. It's dastardly. And it's giving vibes of whenever you have two characters doing nothing, give them something interesting to do. You know, fixing the pot machine would have been interesting enough. It honestly discombobulates, this whole movie discombobulates you to, to a point where you're going, Am I, is this a show? Did the movie end and I'm watching something else now? What is this? It's unnerving. Oh, God. And just when you think you're sick, you think you're sick, you think you're going to puke, and then freaking, you're pushed, you're pushed further. And honestly, the body does amazing things, and you really can take more than you think you can, because we meet a character called Grandma. um fuck man this grandma oh god uh this grandma's this grandma's whole shtick she does weed this isn't your regular this isn't your grandma's grandma this grandma does weed and and she plays every stereotype of what people thought a weed head was in the early 2000s (laughs) it's beyond fucking dumb um she gets the munchies at she, one point she, she's this grandma is always looking at the camera going i've got the munchies she's going woo colors are so crazy look at this print hallie she's going i'm just burning a little incense it's fucking infuriating honestly this this flick could dismantle weed culture in two seconds if you showed it to every stoner i bet they'd put down their joints and their puff puff passes and you know what this stinks of to me? You have to find uh, f- paradoxical traits for your... Okay, so you say, what's the last thing I can imagine a grandma being like? Uh, what's the craziest thing? Oh my God. 
being a weed head. Who's the weirdest person to be a weed head? I fucking hate this. And also, too, it's that layered with, it's that layered with, yeah, I used to smoke weed once at a party, and then their whole knowledge of smoking weed is just, I feel crazy. Mm, I've got munchies. It's honestly infuriating. I literally want to repeal weed in Canada. I want to shut down all the cannabis stores because of this character Mm -hmm. we go to the family dinner it's lewis and ashley now these are people we haven't talked about in a while why is that because there's so many fucking plot points and characters in this movie that just are dumb as hell ashley's the sister the blonde sister her husband's name is lewis they're at dinner with his family who are aliens i think i don't know where their accent's from (laughs) They are speaking with like a transatlantic but also British accent but also then they drop it completely. As a vegetarian I've also got to put a stance against this scene because in this scene Mandy's feeling like fuck these people are so prim and proper and she's hacking at a chicken. It looks like honestly looks like a pigeon's corpse and she's hacking at it. It reminded me of medieval times actually. She finds a little pot of cigarettes and takes the cigarette out and seemingly smokes for the first time, which is such an odd I've never I don't know. Readers <laughs> readers write in. For your first cigarette, if you ever had tried one, did you just do it on your own when you found one randomly? Cuz I will bet you 99% of people don't just randomly pick up a cigarette and start smoking it. And did you pick it up from uh, the classic rich person's um, toilet uh, <laughs> glass oh, vase she of them? all the toilet cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're beside the Werther's. We've got the toilet cigarettes. <laughs> the, the toilet sticks. And then, so it's already kind of we're in crazy, cra- crazy land. And Hallie starts smoking. And then, obviously, the bathroom smoke alarm that everyone has the smoke alarm in their bathroom goes off. And Hallie opens a window. The f- whole of the dinner, the t- whole dinner comes over. A dog jumps in the window and starts humping her mom. It's like Family Guy at this point. It's like not. <laughs> it's like I'm watching a cartoon. Okay, don't insult family. Oh, guy. you love family. I forgot you're. Don't drag family. I forgot guy you're an FG this. head. Okay, they go to a. Okay, so whatever. The dinner ends. We hop back over to Macon. Macon takes her for a date at a fucking the dam, the local dam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever their local like Hoover Dam situation is. He's playing 1940s jazz randomly, and it's uh, you know what what's going off. Ding, ding, ding. My Gordo senses. Rat pack. She starts dancing awkwardly in front of the dam. And then the water comes out. I honestly fucking hate it. It's so like, I'm not like the other girls. But it's the date spot saying that. I'm not like the other date spots. Um, And then we go to a scene (laughs) called Abortion Christmas Convo. (laughs) pretty much scarlet is talking about having a baby and they sort of lightly touch on like this is why i wouldn't get an abortion but i would understand why other women would do it and i feel like it's the 2000s trying to be like we're progressive but it's like why we have this in here (laughs) it's literally just them shopping and her being like i'm not getting an abortion i really thought okay if you're gonna Get, do this big thing about how these two were apparently madly in love and then he tragically dies suddenly at the age of 17 or whatever 
and now she's pregnant, wouldn't you think at least we'd get the fucking line of like, but then I can totally if I have the baby. It's like I can he's still a, here. I can have a, a piece, piece of him, him with Absolutely. me. Doesn't actually even talk about him at all. She doesn't even say like, oh, I wish he was we here. We don't name him. We don't name him after him. It's like, why were we doing this at all then? And then we go to Alice and Janie's work and Soldier Man enters the building and I'm fucking scared as hell. I'd be calling security. He looks so creepy. This man already kind of has like a creepy demeanor, like j- just his vibes as an actor. You know, he'd play a villain. He'd play a secret villain really well. Um, His eyes look like he's seen some stuff and... It's scaring me to my core that this man knows where she works. It's creeping me out to the 10th degree that he showed up to her work with flowers when they didn't exchange anything, not even names. And now he's dressed normal. And now he's dressed normal. And he doesn't say, hey, I got your address and where you work and your name from this. Don't be scared. He just goes, I hope this isn't too forward. Uh, Also, I used to be a, a reenactment soldier, but not right now. And I would say, uh, get the police here immediately and arrest this fucking creep. Look who her freaking ex is. Woof doggy. Hound doggy. Can you blame her? Okay, woof doggy would be our DJ names. You're woof, I'm doggy. <laughs> woof doggy in the morning. Um, Can you blame her? No. She's finding herself in all sorts of terrible situations. But I don't know, dude. Like, They found love in a hopeless place. And it's just a fucking collage of Alice and Janney and this actor. (laughs) PowerPoint presentation to that song. Um, I don't know. I really hated that. That really freaked me out. Um, Okay, Mandy is hooking up with Macon on the couch. Uh, And the mom, I guess, is dating this soldier boy. And mom bursts in. Okay, we have mother-daughter convo here. Mom's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't even like him. It's just for fun. Altst, waltst, altst whilst they are taking shots of chocolate liqueurs they're downing them and that makes no sense um that reminds me of when i would eat the pasta a la vodka and i would pretend i was drunk and go oh my god i'm feeling it as when i was like 10 or 11 years old oh god (sighs) i don't think we would have been friends i loved the performance (laughs) i loved the theater um basically what are you doing with that strange boy and she goes mom he's not strange his name is Macon (laughs) that's not helping your case love that's the worst (laughs) argument you could make I don't even honestly okay the not the easiest but like you'd you'd think that at least if they were going to get one relationship right in this movie it would be the mom and daughter this relationship i'm like okay sometimes the mom is so strict and then other times she's so checked out and like a completely different character like they really did to just push two books together here okay uh it's new year's scarlet's writing a letter to the parents making sneaks um fuck hallie out laughing so hard Macon's like get in the car let's go to this party they're driving they're showing like the clips of like the road as they drive they pan past a staples and like a shitty gas station 
<laughs> like, why are we showing this? <laughs> Were you in southern Ontario? <laughs> it's like, whoa, they're really going to the big city now. Like, the Staples was featured so prominently. I was like, did they get, like, an advertising thing for this? They're like, it's fine, it's fine. They'll think it's the Staples Center. <laughs> they're really getting into the power centers. <laughs> and we get to the New Year's party. They go into the bedroom. Um, the mean girl is there. She says something about her about Scarlett being pregnant. The why do we even have that mean, that mean girl? girl accomplishes nothing she exists to have like th- three rude as hell lines but you're like who even is this she was from the book and they should have cut her i honestly it makes no sense i'm freaking out is making cool is he not lifehouse starts playing they start hooking up on the bed i'm getting po'd that, that he brought her to the bed immediately into a party Oh, I'd be stressed. Come the on, whole time. dude. Like, at least let me like meet some people. Like, it's so clear you just want to you you're you're just you just want to peace and release me. Hallie runs into a field. She's like, I can't do it. Now they're in a car randomly. Um, he's like basically mad that she wouldn't have sex with him. He's ga- he's like gaslighting her. He's like, what the hell was that back there? It's like I don't know. She can say no to you, bucko. My theory of what happens here: her lip gloss is so fucking shiny that. He gets blinded <laughs> by it and, cr- and, <laughs> and crashes into a tree. Or he had a friggin' brain aneurysm because she did this other thing that I hate so much, which is when someone, someone says, the reason I, I had to get out of there is because I realized I just care about you so much. And it made me scared. Am I? Are we in high school right now? Did you just transport me back to legitimately oh, all God. of the? How many times did you use that line? <laughs> that was used on me. <laughs> oh, what was used uh, on something you? Something I'm familiar with in the receiving end. Oh no! And let me guess, you full, you fell fully oh, f- full for blown, it. Full blown, full blown, full blown, full blown. He gets away. As what what did I used to say? Scotch free. He gets away scotch free and drives away and he's like he panics. She's there in the fucking hospital with a broken ass arm. He doesn't even get her flowers, doesn't even get her card, doesn't even say sorry. The parents are there together being like, honey, you gave us a fright. Like dump his ass, like get rid of him. Like he's trash. I can't believe he didn't even stay to check on you. This would have... Okay, but that's not even her reaction at all. Her reaction? Some people have to fall in love. I had to crash into it. Okay, I don't even, honestly, like, you know, it's 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 10 p.m. I don't even have the stamina to begin the conversation of what what is the plot? What is the plot? What is happening? She turned him down for sex. He gaslit her and said, fuck you. Then literally got her in a car accident. She broke her arm and he ran away. How is that you falling in? How is that you crashing in love? Like realizing, oh, I am in love with this guy who gaslit me and then broke my fucking arm and then didn't give me flowers. (laughs) The sis comes home blacked out. Okay. The sister's drunk. You're like, oh, god this character she's got a yeah you're like oh i forgot about this fucking x storyline that's happening she's got a she's got a male's thong around her dang head and it might as well have been a 
callback pizza pizza box with a hole in it that olivia saw uh for those who haven't heard olivia did go to a strip club for a bachelorette party and oh just for fun actually and saw no <laughs> on a, last no, wednesday not, olivia was, went i don't know someone's birthday olivia went for her no. chick for her her vegetarian chicken wings at the at the club and she saw a man performing a strip teasing dance in with a in a pizza pizza outfit delivery outfit with a pizza pizza box with a hole in it with a dick through the hole a, a peanut popping through a hole um so the sister might as well have had a freaking pizza pizza box with a hole in it around her head like she just went to the strippers she got nasty i will say this scene of her being drunk and the little one taking care of her that is me and my sister to a t back when i got oh is it really back when i got cray it was always me coming home and my little sister she yeah she would like this is actually so sad when like grade 12 when i because i would get like very drunk on the weekends and I would come home and she would like have been sleeping because she's like in grade eight still. And then she would like sometimes set an alarm to like come in and check on me. And she would basically oh my. be my like little nurse. Like she would get me water and like she would tuck me in and like put my pajamas on and shit. It was it's actually very sad. It's like very like, I don't know, like Brooklyn <laughs> or something. But it's just like me being a drunk asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. And... Uh, Ashley and Lewis have a fight about the pizza pizza box, aka thong. He was like, We said no strippers. I'm like, grow up, it's a bachelorette party. I know, and he even says I limited myself to one glass of champagne. I don't even drink. And even I'm like, grow up. So lame. (laughs) Macon and Mandy uh are hanging. I guess he comes and visits her with a box of gold chocolate and he goes, I'm back. Sorry that I got you in a car accident. And then fully dropped off the face yeah, of the and then earth. left you and then uh didn't say sorry didn't do anything and then is like i needed you to tries to gaslight her again it's like am i supposed to like this dude he's missing the point so much oh, i know i love how he then used her own excuse on it her. makes no fucking sense he's he this character is missing the point so much that it is ga- it is gaslighting me as an audience member of like wait what's happening in this movie they get home mandy freaks out because the mom goes oh honey you wouldn't remember that you were too young and like she feels like the mom's gaslighting her now so she fucking freaks out like the most she has in this whole goddamn movie stoner grandma comes i'm like honestly don't make me hate don't make me hate an old woman sis and lewis get back together like characters and plot are flying at me at a pace that i can't keep up with with my little fingers Our dear sweet Emily specifically told me to keep an eye out for something that even though I had seen this movie decades ago, I had no clue what she was talking about when she said the words Abraham Lincoln in a blanket. And she said, keep an eye out for that. And it was such a mystery to me. But I said, I shan't forget this. Uh, I will keep an eye out for this so-called Abraham Lincoln in a blanket. We do now arrive at the scene where the grandma, who's high off her freaking ass, oh my god, she got the munchies, and she's so high and crazy that she sees Abraham Lincoln's face in the blanket, and she's saying, Hallie, can't you see it? You're always the one who can see things. 
okay, I don't know why we have this this dialogue, this scene, anything. I will say I am seeing that Abraham Lincoln in the blanket. When Emily said that to me, I was on the lookout for Abraham Lincoln in a blanket a la pigs in a blanket. I did believe that it would have been in an order <laughs> But also, to be honest, when I saw the grandma burst out of the bathroom, I checked out because I went, I'm over I'm over this grandma getting high. Okay, Abraham Lincoln in a blanket. Okay, well, serve those at your next party. That's a perfect 4th of yeah, July. Exactly. <laughs> like, everyone will get the reference. Um, it's a great 4th of July snack. Okay, Simp Lewis gives a speech at their wedding dinner or the night before. Uh, well, because he shows up at the airport and yes. he does this big grand gesture and he asks her to marry him again and she honestly yes toxic and though. is totally over so everything toxic. like they um they literally haven't resolved anything whatsoever no, fights are brutal um, like if they broke up because of that one thong fight well guess what there's going to be nine million more pizza boxes with holes in them yeah, that, buckle yeah, up. this wedding this marriage is doomed he gives a speech and at this point i am saying okay who plays the grandma in this movie and i did google how to deal grandma and i did get a bunch of books about how to deal with your grandma how to deal with a narcissistic grandma <laughs> how to babysit a grandma so check those out in the parenting section mandy is asleep in a giant circle bed chair that reminds me of my childhood so much there was a family that had a giant circle chair the wicker circle chairs that you could sleep in oh i love those i want one now they're listening to the radio macon runs into the dj station and i guess he like professes his love and he and sandy goes flying out of the chair it's very dramatic the speech is just dense and dumb as hell this is my favorite line from his speech if love beats us up, let's just beat it up right back. I'm going to fucking be my beast. I didn't even listen. I, I had to tone, tune it out because it was hurting my head. I was getting a really bad headache from him speaking. And we go to the wedding and Mandy's kind of like, okay, maybe I'll forgive you, Macon. For what? Don't know. Literally don't know the status of their relationships. Makes no sense to me at all. This movie couldn't have been more random couldn't have been a more random assortment of chocolates freaking macon busts in and he's like he has left a pregnant woman in the hot car and instead of being like she's having a baby you gotta come now he's like mandy moore mandy moore over here it's so fucking stupid and then he eventually just runs up and goes she's having the baby she's like giving fucking she's in labor like screaming in the car he's like come on let's go then everyone goes oh my god really hold on halt 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 right there and i hate to be the you love like it is girl like it is girl this gives me creepy crawlies to my core a couple at the altar and one of them has the, I guess it's the bride who arrives there and okay, the weddings, whatever. And they're looking at each other Yeah. and they, they mouth words. <laughs> We're all watching okay. you. Everyone's watching them and the wedding's going on. They're going, they just, ha- they have to, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Mouthing to like, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> you, look, you look so beautiful. 
it's like oh my god we're having this little intimate i everyone's watching us i I hate hate it it so much the priest is talking it's extremely it's rude rude. (laughs) he can see you guys oh no i hate it we go to the hospital she's going just breathe scarlet it's very dramatic oh you know what's so funny when he comes in to tell hallie like oh you have to come your best friend's having a baby the mother is also there oh she gets fucking tossed to the side (laughs) not only do they not even tell her directly this fucking girl's mother they also don't give her a ride to the hospital she seemingly (laughs) runs to the hospital behind them basically (laughs) scarlet gets in the room she's delivering the baby we've got a ripoff alert we've got a ripoff alert the cops are here okay they're banging down the door i just swatted myself accidentally because we all remember a little flick called 10 things i hate about you made in 1999 well guess what it's completely ripped off in 2003 how to deal Macon and Hallie have a little time in the hallway where she turns to him and she goes i hate the way your hair no falls no. over your face and i hate the way your voice and voice and she kind of is like sexualizing that she's like I totally hate the way your voice goes low when you're all, trying to say it's something all low when you're getting serious ah! and i hate and i hate when your li- eyebrow does that little that little you know <laughs> that thing and i hate <laughs> the way you use those jedi mind tricks on me and i hate that it works Okay. Get me a bucket. If there's I'm seasick. If there's one thing that I hate, it's when people cheekily tell someone Cheeky. the things they hate about them, but they really love them. You know what? I would rather have a crying Julia Stiles going, I hate the way you so wash your I, hair. So would I, any day of the and week. the way you wash your car, but most of all, I hate you. Not a little bit. Not even at all. That's like the Lorax, <laughs> but I would rather have that than Mandy Moore going, and the way your voice gets all <laughs> I hated it so much. The cops are here. They've arrested everyone. Um, puking at them, dancing in the hallway. Even my sick teenage mind would be like, guys, come on. We've got a little baby at the end. That baby's like a full-blown year old. I will say, from experience, acting with a baby, hard to do. Weak necks. Scary. <laughs> then... I hate everyone's stupid friggin' face in we the window. We have the <laughs> cringiest ending. We have the okay, baby's POV. I <laughs> we're the baby now. POV. <laughs> For the last which, shot, which I did not consent to. For the last shot, we're put in the mind of the baby. We are the baby's POV. <laughs> The director fought for this shot. We are put in the mind of the baby, and we watch all of the adults from the whole movie goo-goo gagaing at us, going, oh, look so cute. Okay, and I am going in the shoes of the actors, imagining how painful that would be to do that. <laughs> okay, the fiancé literally was just like this the whole time. Uh, that's kind of what I would have probably done. And it done just too. stayed frozen. And Ma- whereas, like, Mandy's really giving it. Went went really okay, all out. Sister, sister was, is Goo Goo Gaga. Sister was making me uncomfortable. Going right here. Look at this. 
said, oh my god look at the baby <laughs> that was actually making me really uncomfortable on the watch now if you are an actor beside her in this group are you getting stressed hearing her do this and then it's kind of throwing off what you're doing totally i'm trying to figure out okay what's the baby's motivation here is he responding i'm sort of getting in the mind i'm sure of method i'm going can we actually have the baby and not just the cameraman please 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 but then i also am getting worried as an ensemble because i've also played the ensemble many a time in my life where i'm going okay sister's going crazy but people in back are barely doing anything i've got a <laughs> middle ground but maybe that won't look good and i didn't consent to being a baby <laughs> and it's the last it's the last shot of the movie honestly it's the last shot i really didn't like that movie thank you stephanie that was a perfect flick for us to dissect take two young adult novels mesh them together make a screenplay from it and call it a movie because that it's just a weird Jekyll and Hyde YA romance. I don't know. Thank you so much for listening. That was how to deal. And you know what? They should make a manual for how to deal with with your emotions after you just watched how to deal. Follow us on social media on Instagram. We are at 30 going 13 on TikTok. You know, just type it and you'll find it on Twitter. We are at 30 going 13 uh, personals. I am at Madaloons, Maddie Foley, and Liv is at Liv Collect. Follow both of us. Let us know if you got any recommendations. We're just doing normal flicks, TV shows. We'll see. And we love you. We I I couldn't even fucking make a sign off right now with an with my extensive improv background if I tried. <laughs> with my extensive improv training at the Second City. So we are going to go to sleep. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. And, uh, Frig, I don't need to read Billy, Billy Shakespeare, Shakespeare, no Juliet, me, or Malvolio. <laughs> oh, God, that's second end now. We'll see you next week. Love you. Goodbye. Bye.